Alrighty, y'all, welcome back. Uh, EP number two is finally here. Uh, Jam pack episode where we're going to start this with a little tribute to uh, the late great Nipsey Hustle. Alrighty, again, that's a tribute to the late, great Nipsey Hussle, RIP. Uh, I will have more details and uh, my thoughts on on that here shortly. Um, Good morning. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Uh, Since it is Friday, that means we made it through the week. So we could all be a little bit proud about that, despite what we might have put up with that work this week. Um, I'm excited to be with you all today. Uh, This is Ralphie, a.k.a. Pretty Boy Swagga, a.k.a. Wreck-It Ralph, a.k.a. The Skinniest Heavyweight You Know. Um, Today, I am not joined by Mr. Guns Up. He is uh, out of town spending some quality time with his family. So shout out to Mr. Guns Up. You can expect to see him back on Monday's episode. Um, Today, before I get into our topics, which are going to be Nipsey Hussle, um, the NBA most particularly around Russell Westbrook's recent performance and who I think should be winning the MVP race between James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hopefully I said that correctly. Um, A little bit about the Lakers and my pick for the NBA Finals, even though it's early to be talking about that. Um, But I would like to start with um, a brief bio. The one person who's a award-winning listener already, that gave me a response to our first podcast, which was terrible, by the way. So thank you for the 77 listeners. I appreciate that. Um, One of my buddies contacted me and said that we should each give a a bio about ourselves so you guys could get to know, you know, who's uh, the man behind the mic, right? Um, So for me, um, you know, I was born in Puerto Rico, so I'm a Puerto Rican native. However, I've been in uh, California pretty much my entire life. Um, Pretty much was raised in Tulare, which is a country town, um, largely populated by white bros with lifted trucks. So that's what I was exposed to growing up. Um, Shortly thereafter, I moved to Fresno, where I attended Fresno State. And at uh, Fresno State, I had a killer time. Obviously got my edumacation, uh, learned a lot, but uh, what's significant to me about that experience was uh, joining a fraternity. I'm a proud member of uh, Pike, which is short for Pi Kappa Alpha. Um, I also got uh, or made some really good friends there. Um, right after college, I took a job working for my fraternity in our corporate office uh, in Memphis, Tennessee as a consultant, which was uh, pretty much my dream job as an undergraduate. And uh, it was a kick-ass experience. Uh, I got to travel to every pipe chapter in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Canada, and um, pretty much make sure they're up to par, which also means um, I got paid to travel and party. So that was pretty tight. Um, 
Also did an expansion project in Florida, uh, started a new Pike chapter at FAU. So that was awesome experience. And soon here, hopefully I'll be uh, flying out there to charter those guys and get them initiated finally. Um, and now I have uh, left Fresno and I'm uh, living in uh, Southern California and working as a headhunter. So there's that. Um, that's my bio. Hopefully you guys feel a little more connected to me. And if you don't, um, shoot me a DM with any questions and I'll break it down for you. Um, getting into our topics here today, I'm going to start at the top with, uh, you know, what's been on everyone's, uh, minds probably as of late. And that's this, uh, Nipsey hustle, shooting, murdering, massacring, um, you know, you name it. I just think in all, this is such a devastating loss for, the hip-hop community um, for Los Angeles and obviously his fans but most importantly his family his friends he was had a had a girl he had a a daughter I believe a a brother I'm not sure if he had a son or not but he had a family and uh, I think you know this should um, make us kind of see past the music obviously he had um, a history and uh, we'll get into that, but I just think in all, um, you know, the reaction of the media and society in general has been so positive to um, his passing. And I think it's because uh, Nipsey Hussle, who also goes by Neighborhood Hustle, um, was just a prime example of what the real American dream is. Uh, I believe that, you know, the American dream is being able to turn something into nothing, being able to strike gold, uh, opportunity, at reaching your dreams, um, working hard, um, you know, earning your keep. And uh, Nipsey Hussle came up, uh, you know, from the streets and uh, was heavily involved in gang activity growing up, was a crip, um, and uh, turned around his life and really put on for a lot of people. And the saddest part is, is, he shaped his whole career around bringing light and shedding light on uh, the struggles he had to face and the struggles that kids are currently facing that are from communities similar to his. And, um, you know, he really shed a light there and was involved with local law enforcement and uh, nonprofits and organizations to kind of revitalize the community. Um, I read an article where he uh, bought shoes for a whole school um, and it's ironic because Nipsey Hussle, uh, as big as the artist he was, he really only had one studio album. And uh, that was his most recent one, which was Victory Lap. I'm sure we all heard it. It was uh, nominated for a Grammy. Um, he did not win, but uh, he was nominated. So one album. However, he's had six plus mixtapes. Um, you know, he started rapping, I think in the early 2000s. So a lot of us don't know his old stuff, but I definitely suggest going back and listening to it. Uh, since he's passed, I've been slapping his stuff all day at work almost. And it just amazes me. Uh, you know, it sucks that I have to wait till he passed to, to learn more about him, but it amazes me that his music was different. He really, um, shaped his, uh, rhymes and verbiage around um, storytelling about what he's been through, what he's currently going through, and what he's trying to accomplish. And uh, 
he literally accomplished everything he set out to do. Um, you know, he was signed with the record label. Um, originally, they were called Epic Records. Uh, he got released, actually, from some beef that went on with him and, I guess, the higher-ups in that group. And uh, instead of going and signing with another squad, he actually just started his own record label, um, All Money In. And uh, that's not the most conventional way to go when you're in the industry. So I know he went against the trend there and uh, ended up paying off because uh, he ended up you know, making a lot of money because of that. And uh, now because of that, all the proceeds for his music that's through the roof now will continue to go to his family. And uh, I think that's fantastic. Um, but my, my opinion on this is that, you know, and the reason I say he's the definition of the American dream is that he went from rags to riches and, you know, he did it his way. He didn't let um, anyone hold him back. He didn't let anyone shape how he wanted to put out his music or didn't want to put out his music. He collaborated with people from different gangs and different parts of, um, you know, the neighborhood per se. Um, so just that unity that he embodied, I think was fantastic. And I know that Bloods and Crips alike are mourning his death because he was just such a, a symbol of uh, what those guys can be um, given the right opportunities, right? Um, and uh, I think that uh, his memory should be that of um, a hardworking man, a father, a husband, um, you know, someone that could really be a role model um, despite having a troubled past. So that's my uh, my input there. Um, rest in peace to the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Um, I'll uh, give you uh, one more snippet of uh, that tune before we get into the, the rest of the topic. So uh, here you go. So let's get into it. The NBA has been fucking nuts right now. Um, there's a lot of debate around who's the GOAT. Are the Warriors vulnerable? Uh, who's going to sign with the Lakers? Um, Lonzo Ball and Big Baller Brand. But I think what's been outshining all those topics is this MVP race between James Harden and Giannis. Um, there are a couple names. There's one other name that should be in there. And the reason he's not is because he's been dealing with certain injuries that's kind of slowed down his season and his team's kind of taken a couple steps back. And that's Paul George. Um, he was having an MVP caliber season. And I think he would have edged out both Giannis and um, James Harden if he would have kept up at the rate he was at and the Thunder kept excelling. And I only say that not because his season is better than theirs, but because he was the biggest surprise, right? Um, I think that has a heavy outlier on who gets the MVP. Um, 
But with Giannis and James Harden, it really is a challenge to uh, break the two down and, and select just one. Um, I'm going to give you my opinion, but first let me tell you some stats. So Giannis is averaging 27 points a game, uh, just short of 13 rebounds, and just short of six assists, right? Shooting 57% from the field, um, 72% free throws. So he's he's having a rock-solid season. And then you got James Harden, obviously the scoring machine. I don't think I've seen such a natural scorer like him since, since Kobe. Um, but do take into... Um, into granted that James Harden's at the free throw line a shit ton, um, which Kobe was too, but Kobe earned those free throws. James Harden kind of does his little flopping stuff, but uh, that's a different discussion. Uh, but James Harden's at 36.3 points a game, seven rebounds, and uh, about eight assists. So ridiculous numbers for both guys. It's really a coin toss, but um, from the history of who gets the season MVP, I'm going to say that it should be Giannis. And uh, here's my reasoning for that. Um, Kobe has one MVP. He played 20 seasons. You could take away five of those years because he was dealing with injuries. Um, You know, it was at the tail end, the Achilles, the shoulder, the finger. Um, He was just fucking jacked up at the end of his career. So let's take five away. 15 seasons. You're going to tell me Kobe Bryant wasn't the MVP of the NBA for more than one of those 15 years. Get out of here. If you believe that, you're playing. Um, but yeah, so what I the reason I bring that up is that Kobe got beat out players by the likes of Steve Nash in consecutive seasons. Not to take away from Steve Nash, because I think he's great and he deserves an MVP. Maybe not in that run, during that run, because it was during the same time Kobe was having his run. But the reason Steve Nash won those MVPs, and drop a comment or shoot us a DM if you want to debate this, is because the Phoenix Suns were the best team, the biggest surprise. They had a better record, and they beat the Lakers in the playoffs both of those seasons. The Lakers were the 8th and 7th seed in those seasons. They were struggling, and it was just the Kobe show. We had Smush Parker and all these schmucks that no one even knows, right? Steve Nash had a squad going. They were on ESPN all the time. It was the Nash show with Amar Stoudemire and those guys. So my point is... The Rockets were supposed to be fantastic, had a rocky start, CP3 went down, James Harden carried him, really put the team on his back. That's fucking great. But the Bucks have had a history for at least the past decade of being a piss poor franchise. In 2011, they had 38 wins. In 2012, they had 15. 2014, they had 41. 2015, they had 33. 2016, they had 42. Last year, they had 44. This year, they're the fighting for the one seed, one two seed in the East with the Raptors who have Kawhi Leonard. So, what I'm getting at is Giannis's numbers are slightly lower than James Harden, 
But his team has been the biggest surprise, and they've been performing better than the Rockets. So if we're going to go with the way MVPs have gone throughout the years, then the clear candidate and winner is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's on the better team that no one was expecting to be where they're at, and he's the best player on that team. He's the machine. He's the reason they're firing on all cylinders. So think about that when you're thinking about the two. And what I also want to say on that is, should we really be getting so emotionally attached to the regular season MVP? That's another debate. Uh, Is the regular season MVP meaningless? Is it all about the finals MVP? Uh, I think they both are significant. However, I do agree that uh, the finals MVP most times says you're the best player on the best team. So you're technically the league MVP, right? But uh, that's not always the case. Uh, A couple years ago, the Warriors had their run. I think they beat out Cleveland. um, And uh, Andre Iguodala won MVP. He was the best player in that series. So, with that being said, I think all the reporters need to shut the fuck up. The regular season MVP is everything. If you grew up playing a sport, just like I grew up playing a sport, you always wanted to get that MVP award in the banquet at the end of the season. Right? Because if you get that, you walk around like your shit don't stink. And that's what the regular season MVP is, whether you're on the worst team or the best team. Winning that award means no matter what happens, if I want to ring or not, I'm the best player there is. So shut up. Winning the finals MVP just means you had the best numbers in the finals. Um, so that's my MVP race. Uh, moving on, I, I briefly want to touch on uh, the Lakers. Um, reports are coming out. Jeannie Buss was on a podcast. I think it was the business sports podcast, so give them credit for this. And she said, quote, um, not quote, but something along the lines of, I believe in Luke Walton, but apparently didn't confirm that they'd be bringing him back. And people were criticizing her because of the family style the Lakers organization has ran. And um, I mean, they, they have an argument, deservedly so, Um, part of the reason we have crumbled the past couple seasons is because of the structure. And uh, I get that. But what I want to shine some light on is Jeannie Buss can do and say whatever she wants. Um, She brought on Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka to handle the real decision making. And that's what they're going to do, whether she approves it or not. So unfortunately, that's going to result in a good old Luke Walton in the road. Um, I've said on the last podcast, I think Jason Kidd's going to be his successor, and I stand by that. I would support it, um, but my first option is going to be to stick with uh, Walton if we can. Um, he's good with the young guys. He's a player's coach, and that's what's in in the NBA right now, someone you could text, someone that could still run up the court with you and show you a drill. Um, so that's why I like him, and Jason Kidd could do the same thing. So I'd be cool with it. Um Moving past that, um, this LeBron situation and the recruiting 
Um, a lot of analysts are saying that people don't want to come play with LeBron and be a shadow. They don't want to come help him solidify his legacy by winning another ring or bringing a ring to L.A. I want everyone to look at the flip side of that. If you're a superstar right now, you see LeBron's aging. You see he's not the great player he once was. Wouldn't you want him go in there when he's down and go the fuck off, put the team on your back, help him get to the championship, win a championship, and then everyone says, holy shit, this guy is the number one on LeBron's team. Right? Instead of trying to beat him, go join him and outdo him. Be the reason everyone says, oh, well, LeBron's not the GOAT because he had Kawhi Leonard to get him those last two championships. He had Klay Thompson shooting threes to ice that game seven against the Celtics in the championship. He had Bradley Beal going off for 40 in the playoffs. That's what got him to the championship. Just like people say Shaq got Kobe three of his rings. And Pau Gasol and this and that and D-Wade and Bosh and LeBron and KD going to the Warriors and Steph and Boogie and all these players that play together that are good get knocked for their championships because of the caliber of the teams they were on and the caliber of players that were um, part of that run with them. So why wouldn't you go be the reason that LeBron no matter how many rings he gets, will never get the credit he wants because he had a Kawhi Leonard next to him. Right? So let's think of that and let that sit in. Next up here, we got Connor McGregor. On the last podcast, we were discussing his retirement. Me and Ruben made bets. Are you uh, buying? Mr. Guns Up, bot. And as I expected, the Irish King is back. He's on social media uh, calling out Khabib. And uh, Dana White could deny it all he wants. But this rematch is happening. And uh, I think Connor is going to be in for a tough one, just like the first one. But I do think... Uh, He's a little more motivated and has head right. So when this fight does happen, which it will, um, I know that, you know, Connor's going to come out with, with the dub, right? I do think that his real retirement is soon, and it should be soon, but uh, he's back. So the king was gone for a couple hours, um, but have no fear, Connor McGregor. Is here. Um, and with that, we have reached the conclusion of our episode. Um, sorry it was short. Again, this is just me today. Um, next episode, we're going to have a lot more fun stuff for you. We'll discuss anything that's new. And we're going to have our first interview, which you guys should be very excited for. It will be, I won't reveal who it is but it will be a female. We're going to talk a little bit about chop. And what I mean by chop is just whatever the fuck's going on. Um, but uh, most importantly, we're going to do um, 
do's and don'ts for guys on how to go about getting a girl's attention. The appropriate way to DM, you know, how to talk to women in certain environments, gym, party, bar, whatever it is. We're going to have her uh, giving us her two cents and, uh, you know, letting us know what girls really think and uh, what we should be doing. So if you're a dude and uh, you're looking for some pointers, if you haven't been uh, getting a pound town as much as you'd like, or if you've been smacked a couple too many times or called a wacko or a fucking creep, tune in next week because we're going to have all the answers for you right here on Bro Chilla. Peace out with some more Nipsey Hustle. R.I.P. Salute.